My friends, welcome back to the My Life Platform podcast. I'm so glad that you are taking a few moments. Maybe you're driving down the street, maybe riding a bike. Hopefully you're playing around a Frisbee golf with some earbuds in your ear to listen to a conversation today. The conversation today is just between me and you. My son Matthew is on a, a, about a two-episode break from the podcast. I'm doing a couple on my own. Today I want to talk about how to help family. First of all, is it possible? <laughs> is it possible to help family? Of course it is. But I, I, let me ask you this question. Is it okay to have a family problem? Is it okay? Is it okay to have a problem in marriage? Is it okay to have a problem with your kids or your relatives? Is it okay? Of course it is. And I, here's the reason I ask that. If it's not okay to have a problem, then we will not have the ability to do anything to help. If we think the problem we're having is not supposed to exist, then it makes us want to avoid it or hide it or overcorrect or do something drastic like, oh my goodness, if our marriage was a good marriage, this problem wouldn't be here. So we become ashamed of it. Uh, let's compare your marriage, for instance, to a car. If your car breaks down and it's in the driveway and it won't start, here's what you would not do. You would not um, buy a bunch of bushes about five feet tall and line them up around the driveway and grow them so no one knows you have a car that's broken down. You would not do that. Why? It's okay to have a car problem. We don't like it. It's annoying. And there's a price to pay to get it fixed. But it's okay that we have a car problem. We don't have a problem going to a mechanic, sending the car to a mechanic, have a mechanic come to the house. All this is totally okay. It's not a problem. But what about with marriage? Is it okay for my marriage to break down? I want to say this to you. Yes, it is. Now, just like with our car, we don't purposefully put water in the gas tank to save money. We don't purposefully do something crazy with our car to cause a breakdown. But when it does break down, we see it as a normal rhythm of life. And there are avenues that we can take to get it up and running again. And the same goes with problems in family. It must be okay to have a problem before you can be the person that has the posture to help. I'm going to say that again. It must be okay for there to be a problem with your kids or your marriage or your relatives. It must be okay so that your, your heart has the posture to be a person that can help when problems come because they are going to. People who feel like problems shouldn't exist usually run away from them, avoid them, or overreact to them, all of which makes the problem and the fallout get worse. So how to help family? Well, first of all, how about I state this rule? See what you think about this rule. Number one rule, you cannot change people. 
you cannot change people. Now, that may not sound <laughs> very hopeful. If I can't change people, if, if you knew my wife, <laughs> then you, you need to help me. <laughs> well, you cannot change people. Here's why it's important to think this way. Because trying to change someone will have the opposite effect that you really want. When people can sense that you're trying to change them, it breaks down the relationship. Now, the way you can help family is by the relationship you have with them. But a relationship is not established by I'm trying to change you. If you marry someone and what you love about them is how they make you feel, when you're in their presence, they make you feel like you belong and they believe in you and the feelings you have just makes your life better because you're in the same room with them. But if you sense that someone's goal is to change you, there's nothing romantic about that. There's nothing inviting about that. You want someone that believes in you just the way you are. So if our, if our goal is to change someone, we will probably interact with that person in such a way that all we will do is break down the relationship and lose the ability to impact them. But So you can impact people. You really can impact people. But the question is how? The human impulse usually leads us to try to change someone in ineffective ways. Like how about this? Control. Does controlling someone help them change? It feels like it's going to help. If if we have a small child, it feels like, okay, control is the answer. If I can control them, well, you might be able to control someone for a little while, and then they turn two years old <laughs> or four years old. Good luck with that. Control might at the very best be a band-aid to get someone to comply for a little bit, but controlling someone's life really is not the goal. For instance, with our kids, we want them to someday have self-control. And for them to have self-control, it's not best that they're under my control. Think about marriage. I don't know too many people that want to be controlled by their spouse. It's not romantic. Yet the human impulse, I think in fear, it can feel like if I can control this other human, and get them to do what I need them to do so I have a sense of security. It feels like an answer. But the moment we try to control someone, we break down the relationship, and our relationship with someone is the key to impacting them. Our relationship is the key to impacting someone. I heard a therapist say one time, he was speaking to another therapist, and this guy was very experienced, and he said, you know what changes people? The, the reason therapists change people is not so much the words they say. It's the relationship that they allow their client to have with them. 
the relationship of trust and belief, vulnerability. The relationship established between these two people is what causes change to be able to happen. And the same goes for our personal lives and how we impact people. It doesn't happen through control. It doesn't happen through manipulation. So here, I want to say this to you. I'm going to give you an example of a story. I recently just went back to a gym. A friend of mine basically signed me up for a six-week boot camp. Because when I, when I think about friends in my life, if my friends think something is a good idea for me, I'll generally go along with it. Now, I have good friends. If you don't have good friends, do not do that. So he signed me up for a six-week boot camp, and, and I, I went for six weeks. And then, um, okay, that was fun. That was over. Let's move on to the next thing. And I, the problem was I didn't go on to a next thing other than having more carbs. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I need to get signed back up for that gym. And it was probably about five weeks that I took off from working out there. And I went back, and as I was driving there, I had these thoughts in my mind. I thought, you know, I was gone for five weeks, and nobody in this group class, not a single person reached out to me. And just for a second, I had one of those um, one of those human moments where I thought to myself, do I really even belong there? Because it's kind of interesting that I was a part of this thing for six weeks, three or four days a week, and then when I disappeared, so did the relationships, evidently. Anyway, that would have been a lame excuse for me to turn around and not go. So I continued and got to the gym, and of course, three or four people were, were there to say, hey, good to have you back, and, and then we're exercising, and the trainer came over to me while we were exercising, and he corrected my form on the kettlebell swings. Now, what he was trying to do was protect me from hurting myself. That's what he was trying to do, without a doubt. He cared. He wanted to help me change for my good. That's what he wanted to do. But in the midst of my exercise, I'm, I'm under stress, okay, because it's a hard workout. We did burpees, enough said, right? So I'm under stress. I'm working hard. And he comes over to me and he corrects me on how I'm doing kettlebell swings. And my first thought was not, wow, this guy really loves me. He's really looking out for me. My first thought was something like this. Why didn't you call me when I was gone for five weeks? Wasn't it a much bigger problem in my life? that I wasn't here, then it is a problem that my kettlebell swing isn't on point. Now, he was being a great guy when he came over to me to try to help me change. He really was. There's no doubt. But just sharing, I want you to see from this story, I was a human who was under stress I'm just trying to survive. And in those moments when his words, his only personal words to me were, you need to do this different. 
it may be not even made me not even want to be there. Now, I'm a grown man. Obviously, I can see past my insecurities and see the reality, which is this man is really caring for me. He's a great man caring greatly, and he's helping me, and I changed my form so I don't hurt my lower back. But think about this. Your teenagers, your 10-year-old, they're not capable of processing all that information. And when our kids who are under great stress, make no mistake about it, our, our kids are under great stress. They face anxiety like, like, like never before in our society. There's a lot of pressure on them. And when we step into their life and what we say to them is, I want to correct your form on how you're doing something. They don't know how to separate their insecurity from their reality of who you are, and what you're really trying to say. So you can go to them and say, hey, this music is really ridiculous and you shouldn't listen to it. You can go to your child and say, you're gaming too much. You can go to your spouse and throw some advice to them on something they should do differently. In everything that you're saying to your child or to your parent or to your spouse might totally be right. And your intentions might totally be spot on. But the way we do it might prevent us from being able to actually impact them. We might be able to say the same words to someone, give the same advice, but we need to set the table first. Cook the chicken before you slap it on someone's face. Cook it first. Build a bridge is another metaphor or analogy I would give. Build a bridge. The relationship is what establishes the opportunity to impact someone else. And as a leader in a relationship, it's really critical that you understand where the other human being is. And I'll tell you where many human beings live. Many human beings live in a state of anxiety and insecurity. And so before you just blow into their life and say, hey, you need to change this. Make sure that the relationship is cultivated, that they, that they understand that you believe in them. I think with our kids, I noticed this as a longtime teacher of people that are around 14, 15 years old. You'd be shocked at how many uh, teenagers really struggle with guilt. They will never say that. That's not something they're going to say and process out loud. But the reality is a teenager, they can want to do right, but they're old enough to recognize just how off they are. They know the thoughts they have that they shouldn't have, and they know the desires they have that they probably shouldn't have, and they know these wrong mindsets they have that they really shouldn't have. And they can be full of so much guilt about who they are, but they haven't yet learned the vulnerability 
to be able to admit to someone, you know, I really think I'm a piece of garbage. They don't do that. And so when the parent walks into the room and says, you game too much, you're being lazy. (laughs) Although those statements might be true, you may very well be saying it to someone that's been beating themselves up relentlessly for a month or six months or a year. The key to impacting family is our relationship that we have cultivated with them and we continually cultivate with them. So that's the first key to, to impacting family. Let me give a second key. Live your best life. This is the best way to impact the people that you love and that love you. Live your best life. What, st- what steps do you need to take in your life? I think as a, as a dad, one of the biggest burdens that I think a dad can have and that I had was to look at your kids and see ways that in them that you think, you know, I think I'm the reason they have that habit and it's not good. I think I might be the reason they have that mindset and it's not good. Boy, can that be a burden on a parent. What do you do when you're a parent and you see that your child has a mindset or a habit that you think is a reflection of what they've learned from watching your life? Wow. (laughs) Whatever you're doing right now, just just pause and give yourself a break. I'm going to give you some hope. Like, don't don't drive off the road here. (laughs) Don't do it. Let me give you some hope. Every parent has the reality of looking at their kids and seeing weakness in your child or some kind of behavior in your child that's not so becoming. And if you're honest, you look at it and think, I had something to do in the development of that. Listen, friends, you cannot escape parenting without experiencing that reality. That's part of the human condition. Let me say something to you. If you've experienced that pain before, it wasn't your parenting that was a problem. It wasn't you were a bad parent. That's why your kid has that problem. The issue was you were a human and we humans have problems. It's part of the human condition. It wasn't my bad parenting that caused my kid to have this habit or mindset. It was that I was a human and I was raised by a human who was raised by a human who was raised by a human. I want you to have the courage, and you do if you're listening to this, you have the courage to be honest about your own human weakness, which gives you a pathway to impact your people. It's okay that in the past 
you've had weakness. It's okay that right now you have weakness, but what you can do and that can impact your family is you can live your best life and you can take the steps that you need to take to change. The best way to change someone else's life is to face the change that needs to happen in your own life. I'm going to say it again. The best way to help someone else find the change they need in their life is for you to be honest about the change that needs to happen in your own life. Oh, my friends, I wish we were in the same room so I could look eye to eye with you. I want you to have so much hope. I want to, I want to give you a, a resource. I made a course on how to change, and it's my story about how I was able to change after telling myself for a lifetime, or it seems like more, telling myself a lifetime, I need to change. I learned a process for freedom that brought change. So I'll let you know about that, about that course. It's, it's in, it's on my website, markdelaney.me. If you go to the, to my life platform link where our courses are, you can see that course is available. It's really helping people change. A, a woman just, just sent a message to me last week and she said, I've been to a therapist for 10 years, but this is stuff I've never been told. She said, I'm finding freedom. Thank you. I want people to have freedom. Too often we hold our life hostage by thinking we can't change or I have to change this thing to get my life back. My friend, what if you have freedom and freedom causes you to change? So if you go to marklana.me, you'll see a, a link for the My Life Platform courses. And specifically, there's a course called How to Change. Can I tell you a story? In my own life, I so struggled with weight, probably since about day two of my life. That was 100 pounds ago. There was a member in my family that I watched in my own household struggle with some of the same thing. And I couldn't say anything to them because I was living in the prison of it myself. And now I'm watching them live in the same prison. You, you know what it feels like to look at like one of your own offspring and see a way that your life has caused someone else to live in a prison of, of, of habit and mindset. I couldn't say anything to help them. But what I could do is I could boldly face the change that needed to happen in my life. And that's what I did. Once again, the video course on how to change will tell you the whole story of how I, how I found change, how I found the power to change and here's what's hap- here's what happened when i boldly faced the change that needed to happen in my life guess what happened in my child i didn't say a word to them i didn't give them advice i didn't have to say anything 
because my life was speaking volumes. My friend, I know your kids aren't perfect. Of course your marriage isn't perfect. Of course you have people in your life that you feel like, I want to help them change because I feel like I've been part of the problem. My friend, it's okay that these realities exist. It's okay that your life in some way has negatively impacted someone. You know why it's okay? Because there is hope for change. But change will best come as, as, as just like I did, you can do. You can look in the mirror and say, I'm going to live my best life. I'm going to take the bold steps of decision that I need to make. And I'm going to trust that as I chase my best life, that it's going to impact the people I love the most. And my friends, it will. I wish we could walk around with a set of keys to help people get out of a prison they get themselves into, especially our family. I wish we could. But the reality is, with our own life, we can show our spouse and relatives and our children, we can show them what freedom looks like. And we can do it by living it out with our own life. Oh, my friends, I wish we were face to face and eye to eye for this conversation. Your family has problems and that's okay. What if the problems that you're facing in marriage, what if the problems facing your kids are really just an ugly, ugly disguise of the greatest opportunity of your life? It's okay to have the problem. It's okay that it's there. Use it like a trail of breadcrumbs leading you to a treasure. I'm going to stop here on this. In the next podcast, I want to talk about how to face problems. I want to give you more encouragement and insight on how to look at problems and turn them into opportunities. Once again, I want you to know about the resource, How to Change, a video course. It's a 10-day course. It's, each day is about 8 to 15-minute video that guides you through a process of how to change. My friends, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope this has brought you value. If you have friends and family that, can, that could, could grow and, and have value from, from this podcast, please let them know about it. Do us a great favor. Give me a pat on the back, would you, by sharing this content with someone. Let someone know about it. That would be like you give me a pat on the back. That would almost be like you taking me out to lunch. I would greatly value that. Have a great day. We'll see you next time on the My Life Platform podcast.